folks, foes, and fellow pirate mateys to our latest weekly edition of Pirate Radio Podcast. It's episode number 244. I'm your host as always, Robin Hood's Chief Communications Officer, Jaffe Ryder. A gifted empath and talented clairvoyant medical intuitive, Dr. Rita Louise is also a naturopathic physician and the founder of the Institute of Applied Energetics. She has authored six books and produced several feature-length and short films. Having appeared on radio, television, and in movies, she discusses anything from health and healing, ghosts, intuition, ancient mysteries, and the paranormal. Her books and articles have worldwide circulation. Uh, before we get to her, however, let's remind listeners that WPRPN.com is a website you'll want to drop by, take a look at. Uh, remember that sign up is free. All you simply need is a username, email, and password. From there, you should be pretty much good to go. If you have any problems along the way, just get back to us via pirate one radio at protonmail.com. That's the numeral one. No need to spell anything out. It's pirate one radio at protonmail.com. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. That is also our PayPal email, along with what we use for taking guest or show recommendations that you, the listener, may have. So definitely write that one down. All the show description, um, the show description itself and, and links are available via my personal timeline, uh, courtesy of Facebook, simply Jaffe32. Over on Minds.com, it's Pirate Radio Network. And yes, uh, for the time being, folks, guess what? We are back, live streaming via YouTube. LTV's wife is the first to hit YouTube. We clearly see her out there, so great to have her on board. Of course, we have Twitch in place right now, along with DLive and Facebook, a total of four different platforms. Take your pick. Uh, bottom line, of course, is... Let us know what's on your mind with respect to the show. And Dr. Rita Louise, of course, where the conversation takes us. If you have any thoughts, comments, questions that arise, by all means, 
uh, hit us up through the uh, via the peanut gallery end of things. And you can even call in live uh, here on Skype, pirate1radio at gmail.com. That's the way to do it. Same as with the other uh, email. That's a numeral one. No need to spell anything out. Just pirate1radio at gmail.com. So um, I think rather than dilly-dally any further, we should maybe dive right into things. It's great to make this connection with Dr. Rita Louise. Um, she was a Facebook friend of mine for, I'm not sure what amount of time exactly, but just happened upon her profile one day, noticed that we were uh, connected over there and figured that the name seemed to ring something of a bell. And once I started looking into her her background, of course, noticed that, yes, indeed, uh, she was a very a prominent voice back in the day. I think the Just Energy Show, I believe is the correct name of, of what she had in place for a number of years. Uh, just a, a great job interviewing the likes of from anywhere from Jerry Pippen to Jim Mars uh, and and many others, of course. You know, she's appeared on Coast to Coast Radio with George Norrie, been all over the place. Unfortunately, though, her show, and I'm not sure about public appearances, but it seems like she's taking a bit of a break, kind of a step away from things as far as live streaming and interviews are concerned for the last couple of years. So it's great to have you, Rita, and uh, maybe maybe you can clarify things for us a little more there if I kind of... Oh, did not clearly state the where things stand presently on your end. You're you're muted out here for some reason too. I see your lips are moving. My lips are moving, but I speak not. We have sound loud and clear right now. So yeah. welcome aboard the Robin Hood. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I really didn't step back. I stepped it back from doing my show, Just Energy Radio. Um, you know, and I did that at the time where YouTube started demonetizing people and they changed their algorithm. And it became this place where I was like, why am I spending 20 hours a week working on something where there isn't anything? And it just, you know, I was getting hit with copyright infringements because people would copy my show and then claim a copyright on it, you know? And it was just becoming more hassle than help, you know? So I just needed to take a break from it. And then, you know, and I actually have, was looking at, you know, coming back and recreating my show or actually doing kind of a different topic, different format. Um, but now it seems like everybody has a podcast. And so, I don't know, it makes me just kind of, sit and not do anything. How's that? As far as, you know, having a show and interviewing people and putting my voice out there. I totally get it uh, on all fronts, really, as far as YouTube and the way that they have been so ridiculous, of course, uh, very, uh, is it is the term sen sensorial uh, in, in the worst sense of the word, very anti-American too. 
unfortunately, exactly. as far as the free speech end of things was concerned. We're going to stay away from politics per se, as in accordance with your wishes. That's totally fine because you're best known for the whole esoteric end of things, uh, uh, basically. And that's we do cover that here from from time to time. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so we're, we're, you know, and I'm just going to make a comment, mm -hmm. you know, if you live in today's day and age, you can't help but be political to a certain extent. Oh yeah. Everything's political. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything <laughs> is political. Hey, Bob Dylan, don't know if you're a fan or not, but, uh, we live in a political world and basically, mm -hmm. you know, everything it's it's off of the old mercy album circa 1989, as I recall, great tune. I think it's all just one chord E minor or something like that the whole way through. But I mean, you know, he's a, he's a, he's an incredible lyricist. People might not be, a, they might not like his singing all that much. It just all depends who you talk to really. But as far as his lyric, lyrical ability, the man, he's a master clearly. So uh, you want to hear something totally cool. You met Bob. Well, I didn't meet him, but like, you know, back in the day, I got to see uh, Dylan and the Dead. Mm -hmm. It was Bob Dylan was playing with the Grateful Dead. Right. And that was a pretty cool show because this was, you know, long after he was like a regular performer, you know, and out on the circuit. So that was pretty cool. That would have been circa 1990. 1990 or, or or so they they put together a live release which really got thrashed by the the critics unfortunately and uh, at the same time i do understand what why they were so vicious uh there there was some good material there and and then other you know cuts that were not so great but wow mm -hmm. you know we do have a few things in common then that is that is totally righteous i tell you that is this fabulous never saw the dead myself i got some great bob dylan stories to share with you though it's unfortunate i just don't i think... got lots of grateful dead stories so we can swap oh <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not sure what kind of swapping you're referring to talking the grateful dead and that whole hippie you know free love thing but uh maybe we'll just leave it right there for now before things get any more weirder than perhaps they already are so uh <laughs> we're just freestyling here folks course ha ha having no idea where the conversation is going to lead us other than i'd like to get into there's a couple talking points i have for you in particular Jungian psychoanalysis hypnotherapy hypnoregression uh the you covered dolmens in in the course of one of your shows i really want to address that before we wrap up uh tonight and tibetan buddhism as well too you ha you have uh an uh a, a a Dorje is what I thought it was, although I think it goes by a different name. One of the magical implements that the Tibetan Buddhists use. In oh, the Vajara. Yes, yes, something along those lines, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to fill our audience in more on what that entails? How many of these uh, tools or implements of an esoteric nature have you collected over the years and why? I haven't collected any of them. Okay. So, <laughs> so that, so that item I actually wrote up because at one point in time, so, you know, there's my esoteric side, but then there's my ancient alien part. Um, and so in Indian cosmology, so it's not even really 
well, Buddhism comes in later. Anyway, but in Indian cosmology, it talks about Indra, who is the uh, sky god, had a weapon that emitted a lightning-like ray, and it was called a Vihara, and it looks like, so the ones that are contemporary kind of look like a baby rattle. You know, there's a shaft and then these prongs that come together at the end. And if I could figure out how to like post a picture, I would post a picture, but that would mean I'd be touching my computer, which is probably not a good idea. And, um, and but originally, instead of having the prongs connected together, they were open. And it was from these prongs that lightning, you know, a lightning-like substance was emitted. But if you start looking around at um, cultures around the world, uh, Zeus, the Greek god, had a weapon that looked very similar. In Sumerian culture, one of the gods, Marduk, uh, in the imagery of him battling the god Tiamat, who is a snake, um, he is carrying a three-pronged you know, double-ended weapon. Um, and then if you go into the Americas, there is a god that it's not shown as three-pronged, but there are some representations of Zeus with just like a cylinder, which is what this god Talok is carrying, but his weapon also emits this lightning, uh, lightning bolt, you know, to level mountains with. And so it wasn't from a spiritual point of view. Um, it was more from a comparative mythology and icon icon iconography point of view that I was actually looking at that. But it is said that it is the Buddha himself that took this weapon and made it into a symbol of peace. So that's where the Buddha connection is. Well, that's really interesting. And uh, yeah, it's a central part of what the Tibetans use in their, I guess you'd call them magic type rituals. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you've looked into the Bun, the so-called Bun tradition, B-O-N. Uh, some people pronounce it Bon, but I guess it's really Bun. It has, you know, the umlaut, the German, the two dots. Over the mm -hmm. O, the O, it has that. And the swastika goes way back. This is a prede the pre predecessor to Tibetan Buddhism in Tibet. Mm -hmm. The uh, very shamanist type uh, religion, as I understand. And uh, But this, with the swastika, it's so fascinating to see that symbol going so far back. Uh, and, in, and in so many cultures yeah, around the world. Correct. Mm -hmm. Well, let's hear more about that then, if you don't mind. I mean, I don't really have the data on that. Well, you have to like come up with stuff that I know about. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just know that it is found in a number of different cultures, and it's a little bit frustrating to me that it has been so heavily identified with Nazi Germany that if you see it in you know, the representations of another culture that, you know, for some reason people think that they were Nazis, which they weren't. I mean, it was a spiritual symbol. Exactly. Uh, an ancient Aryan sun symbol 
said to mean simply he is well svavistaka i i study a little bit of sanskrit just for fun and general mm-hmm. hobby type uh, language interest uh i've made connections here living in korea between the language they have here english and sanskrit not going to get into it in a big way right now just to let people know we've talked about this in the past but not not with you here at least uh it's utterly fascinating because and both you and i among many of our listeners as well too we do have a a somewhat deep and profound uh interest in in ancient cultures ancient societies and civilization so what of the dolmen then because i know you've covered that in a couple of your mm-hmm. shows did you know that 40 percent? here's an example actually of the linguistic uh crossover as well too and it's nothing out of the modern age this is ancient uh, obviously the the term for korea uh dolmen is go in dol dol meaning rock go in dol and guess what dr rita Go in Korean is ga. It's also the same word in Sanskrit, ga. Kind of like mama, papa. We find those words everywhere around the world. Esta here in Korea is is isayo, isumnida. So you have that is uh, prefix there that just jumps out at anyone who's, you know, for those with eyes to see. As the expression goes. So what does the go mean? I think, you know, it, well, I'll tell you. You know, something, something rock. Correct. So what, correct. Is, what are the well, first two words? Go in. I'm just really curious. Yeah, that. thank you for asking. That's really important and key question, actually. I don't have my head entirely wrapped around it, but it could either mean go as because as in as in going, you're, you're passing into the underworld, presumably, in some form or fashion. Uh, go, but but in you could look at it that way, going in. But it also, I think, the pre the, the suffix in Korea, believe it or not, they say like Hanguk in, Chungguk in. That's the same suffix as American and Brazilian and Canadian. It's it's meaning person is what it means. So mm-hmm. maybe people going to the rock. I guess you could break it down that way. People going to the rock or going is also means giant in Korean. Giant. But see, that would make sense to me. Right. You know, so, you know, there's different lines of thought. There's the academic thought about Dolman, you know, and then there is the conspiracy theory people about Dolman. Um, and there are two different things, you know, according to academia, you know, the dolmen. So, and actually, let me back up, you know, so if people aren't familiar with dolmen, one, I would highly recommend like doing a Google search on it, because if you saw the picture, you maybe would recognize it, but these things are fantastic. Basically, it is a giant, and when we're talking giant, it's, it's huge. So it's a giant flat rock that is usually propped up with two or three other stones making kind of like a rock garage. You know, so if you can think of like like the Flintstones garage, that's what these dolmen are like. And so how did people thousands of years ago, like 
before Egypt, before all of this stuff, prop up these multi, multi-ton flat stones onto these other giant flat stones. They don't know. They don't know. Um, but they assume that humans created these. Um, there have been human remains found in and around the dolmen, and so they just assume, you know, it has ritualistic purposes, and that, you know, they were burial chambers at one point in time. Um, but then you get into other people's commentary and the people that are more into looking at the myth are more open to alternative histories, you know, and they suggest, like the megaliths, that these things, or Saxuaman in South America, that it was created by the giants. And so when you made that one word comment about, like, you know, go, you know, could be giants, I mean, that would make more sense because that's, you know, many of the dolmen that I really kind of looked at were in, uh, like, Scotland, you know, Northern Ireland, in that area. But if I recall correctly, there are actually more dolmen in China and Southeast Asia than there are in the United Kingdom. Um, but we still don't know who made them. And just because there were remains found, it doesn't date the dolmen. You know, they can't date the rock. And so any assumptions that are being made are made are, are basically assumptions, you so, know, because there is no written record about it. So just to be clear, then, you're saying that rock cannot be carbon dated? If there is a patina, you know, if there is a coating on the rock, they can potentially date the coating, you know, and you can sit there and date the rock, but you can't date when the rock was excavated from the earth and put into that configuration. Oh, it's really something. Uh, and just to, uh, to add to what you presented and laid out a few moments ago with respect to Southeast Asia. Here in South Korea, I don't know if I made this clear earlier or not, but 40%, supposedly 40% of all the world's dolmen. And isn't it interesting to note, it's the same word in Korea, go in dol. And in the West, it's been for how many years have, has the term been dolmen? Um, I mean, I think that that's really fascinating, um, but not necessarily shocking. Rock. But, and and I, I think it's not shocking. You know, one of the things that I have really investigated, you know, is comparative myth. Mm -hmm. You know, and I firmly believe that there is a global myth, you know, about our origin that you find pieces of, you know, some more complete narratives, some less complete narratives around the world. And these stories go back into deep, 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 deep antiquity. And, um, you know, and there are a lot of people that believe that there was a race of giants that lived on the earth. You know, I mean, we find, you know, the Nephilim, even though 
people don't agree with my interpretation, you know, but the Nephilim that you find in the Bible, you know, were a race of giants. And so even in the Bible, you find, you know, references to giants. Um, and so having these giants construct these massive sites, you know, using massive stones makes a lot more sense than us figuring out how to get them into the positions that they are. A great mystery with respect to the supposed giants of old, why it is that we find them throughout so many world mythologies and uh, the Bible, of course. Uh, are you familiar with the giant in Afghanistan story that made the rounds a number of years ago with respect to the uh, team of the U.S. military uh, who were attacked by it's I'm not sure if it's either one or two. I've heard I've heard I've heard uh, accounts of both, actually. So like a living giant. Correct. I have not heard that at all. I'm uh, kind of shocked because I pay attention to things like that. Yeah. And, well, and, and I live in America. They don't tell us anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got to go looking for it, I guess, uh, don't you? So, oh, that's and that's the thing. The mainstream media, we have not watched our television here for other than the you know downloads that we put together via the interwebs, of course, documentaries and movies and so forth. It's been over a decade now, no televalium for us. And the wife is not too pleased about that. But, and I, I've got a bit of a background in print journalism, been at this whole live streaming end of things for, this is our sixth year, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, it's something where, you you with a with a, a history in journalism and the ability to somewhat critique things and maybe see things a little differently and a little more critically than the average person that uh it's pretty bad and pretty sad all mainstream media frankly you can see the spin the bias the the way that with the setting of the agenda the parameters that are laid out and established the people who they they bring on as guests, the people they don't, and so on and so forth, especially within the context of this COVID uh, or Corona apocalypse, hashtag COVID-19, hashtag GI. I mean, know, I have been following COVID so closely, uh -huh. you know, because I, you know, my, my day job is doing alternative health counseling. Right. Um, and so I thought it was interesting because when COVID hit, I feared my phone would be ringing off the hook. And it hasn't because people have been so scared. What what you know, is the, what is the problem then exactly? They why don't they want to talk to you? Because they're just glued to their TV set, right? Gotcha. You know, and are you know I don't really know. I think in the two years that this has been going on, I've had three clients contact me. One actually asked if she had COVID, and the other ones were like, well, do you think I'm going to get it? 
Um, but no one has contacted me. And this is what I have found really strange. What can I do to not get it? You know, and that's something that I've been studying for myself because, you know, I have my definite opinion about what I'm going to do and not do. Um, and, <laughs> you know, and I don't really want to get it. And I haven't gotten it. But I also, you know, know things to do to make sure that my immune system is a-okay and up to speed and not um, an open target for getting a virus. Exactly. Yeah, as everybody should. Uh, and hopefully by this stage of the game, people paying a lot closer attention. Uh, it's all so much seems to be politicized and driven by big pharma and big greed. Yeah, the PCR test. I don't know if you've looked into that or not. The oh, creator, Carrie Mullis, and it's a fraud. It's a total outright fraud. You mean that they just took like miscellaneous DNA fragments, then they were like, well, it could be this, and they mixed it up in a pot. And then they put it into this test, and this is what they're testing you for COVID with. Exactly. Like, yep. seriously? Mm. And you think I'm going to take that seriously? Kerry Mullis, the founder of the test, he received a Nobel Prize in Medicine for his work. He quite clearly stated that it was not intended to be used as a diagnostical tool in any way. You know, mm -hmm. and that's why we're seeing now, supposedly, the the powers that be stepping back, kind of pulling back, stepping away from uh, its its more widespread use. But they've been using it as a complete fraud, uh, fraudulent means of uh, really jacking up the level of uh fear that's in people's minds the term government itself i don't i don't know if you're aware of this or not it literally does mean mind control however and uh it's always to me personally i think of a lot of our listeners too uh, they're kind of up to speed on this but uh the really the bottom line is who governs who you know are we to look to some external savior out there to protect us and and take care of us, provide for us, or are we going to take more personal responsibility and claim our cosmic um, sovereignty as, you know, as humans of, of this earth, this planet here, uh, this big blue ball, I guess, as it is floating. Yeah, but it just seems like or people that want to have sovereignty and control over themselves, their lives, their future, and their destiny, they don't want you to. Correct. You know, and so it's kind of like this uphill battle and this war, you know, and yeah. I don't even like using those words, you know, but it's like this war, mm -hmm. you know, and just, YouTube is just one example of this battle that, you know, people are experiencing to make their a living and have a livelihood, um, you know, just doing what they do. I mean, I, I feel awful for some of the, you know, big name platforms, you know, they have a million subscribers. I mean, you know, that is their living and they just take them down, you know, and it's like, you know, I just, 
worked on that for the last 10 years to get to that level. And now I have been demolished. I mean, just annihilated. I mean, what do you do? Did you back up your shows? Uh, were you actually, were you actually, did you say your ch entire channel was taken down? No, my channel was not taken down. Right. I was demonetized. Oh, gotcha. And, I uh, see, right. You know, and I just, you know, my show was demonetized. They took down a number of episodes. Um, you know, I was getting, you know, I felt like I was on the list because I had like one little graphic that was a public domain graphic that was on one, uh, it, it was on one video. Yeah. And I got a, a ton of copyright hits against it. Yep. You know, and then the intro song, which is on every video. It's a great somebody song. Somebody started yeah. making copyright hits against yeah. it. And I finally got the song that they were saying I copyrighted. And it didn't even sound like it, you know? So you're spending hours upon hours upon hours fighting these attacks, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just like, is it really worth it? Because now I'm making no money <laughs> from all of this effort. And, you know, it was early in the battle. I think if things were different and I was still, you know, like, I don't really have anything to lose now. You know what I mean? And I don't mean like on a personal, spiritual, professional level. You know, I think emotionally, I don't really have anything to lose because where we're going is ugly. And I am ready to fight. You know, well, and so if I was still had my show and I've had a number of people offer to like have me be on their network and I'm just like, eh, um, you know, I don't know that I would have laid down as easily as I did. How's that? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot that uh, we could say about the whole business. The thing that I'm uh, just struck me, however, is we are live streaming for the first time in many months via mm -hmm. YouTube right now as we speak. So we could even just for what we've talked about here to this point, quite easily find ourselves picking up a strike. It would not surprise me in the Ooh, least. Sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's no, no, no. It's no. It's it's fine. I mean, I'm I'm probably. I didn't call him Screw Tube. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's no. Uh, well, uh, Silicon Valley, the CCP. I'm convinced has a real central hand in things. You know what? What we're one of the reasons I say that is because what we're seeing here. It's just the extreme measures that are being taken uh, in opposition to and against all basic free speech rights are completely off the charts, of course. So, uh, and let's not forget Hollywood. They have dumped a lot of money into that part of the world. There's no doubt about that, clearly. And Silicon Valley as well, absolutely. Our academic institutions, the post-secondary level universities, um, is it's a major, huge. The FBI actually is. It's they call it. It's Operation Lurking Giant. Newsweek covered it once. The whole really? kind of pay-to-play business. How they are working to bring their kids from overseas in Asia 
ship them on over to the West, get a nice education, and then return home and be the, you know, talk of the town or what have you, just on their on their way to uh, becoming quite successful in their in their lives and, and careers or staying in the West, I suppose, and and going from there. But uh, yeah, the, it's it's completely off the charts that the CCP, the money and the pay to play uh, what the mm -hmm. FBI has has referred to as Operation Lurking Giant Newsweek covered it once. And it's a pretty good article, too, I must say, outside I'm, of that. I'm kind of shocked that Newsweek would cover but it. That's just the thing. No other major news media has whatsoever. They have not touched but it. But it's Newsweek. You know, they're not the most, like, conservative conspiracy theory uh, publication on the planet. Right. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that is it is quite a good point indeed shocking uh oh bloody hell there was a couple other well, you know yesterday uh -huh. um you know i was i was drawing to my chiropractic appointment so i always have like a news talk station on and uh it was hannity's time on air and so i'm driving and um he had robert malone the inventor of the rmna you know mrna vaccine technology come on. And I was like, holy crap, you're having Robert Malone come on? And uh, But then, of course, I had to go to my appointment, so I couldn't listen to the interview, but I did listen to it after. And, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with who that is, but, you know, he's the, the inventor of that technology, not of the COVID vaccine, but of the platform that they insert the uh, genetic material into. And he doesn't really have anything kind to say about the vaccine, even though he was conservative on Handy. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, he 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 made some very good points um, about what was going on, but you know, he's pretty outspoken about like people shouldn't take it. Um, but he didn't say that on Hannity. How about that? Uh, it's going to be interesting to, uh, to see what the long-term effects are with so many people. And I do talk to folks here in South Korea, and it's it's really sad, frankly. We're seeing now the hospitalization rate and level. It's mostly seems to be people who have themselves been, can we say this on YouTube, vaccinated? I'll go it on a bit of a limb there. Apparently, that's 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 yeah, that bolt. Was on uh, a different show, and he was like, "We don't say that word." Yeah, yeah. You know, we so. say jabbed. Oh dear God! Well, here's how about shot up? How about uh, yeah, forcibly shot up by the state with a bio toxic bio weapon, really that mm -hmm. stands to potentially uh, kill you. These are some people refer to them as hashtag kill shots. And, and for good reason, there have been a lot of problems. And for us to stick our heads in the sand and pretend as if there's no problems here whatsoever, nothing to see with this experimental uh, bioweapon is utterly absurd. It's just, it's, it's, it's unethical. It's, it's, there's nothing, you know, it's irresponsible. 
And we have we have a sacred duty to stand up and speak out. You mentioned the war earlier. Yeah, it's the war on humanity. We have a group mm -hmm. together over on minds.com. And this all goes this is all in conjunction with what we're seeing now with respect to AI and the robotics, of course, and big pharma and uh, you know, biofascism and the like, the faux singularity. And I say that for good reason. I can back that up and you know, if people want to debate me, that's that's fine. I'm always open, welcome, uh, people, you know, diverse views and uh, folks have rebuttals to offer. No, no problem. But yeah, I do say faux singularity for a reason. And that's because we we are already part of the singularity. We uh, we are born into this world, a part of it, and we will return when we die, there's no, mm -hmm. which you know something about having studied comparative religion, Eastern philosophy and the like, uh, you know, non-duality is really what it boils down to. So, uh, so many, now, let's just remind people out there listening, if they're wondering, we are speaking this week, uh, episode 244 with Dr. Ooh. Rita Louise. We're really I was very happy to have her this week. She is someone who we had known about for a while. And in fact, taking in some of her shows in the past, she'd sort of fallen off the radar. Uh, and then we did, we reconnected through Facebook and there was something there with a name that struck a chord. So we started digging around. Lo and behold, there's, there's good reason why we, we should recognize uh, who she is and, and what she's done over the years. So uh, just with the great radio voice that you have, the way of presenting. I know. I think that's so weird. It's like, oh, you have a great radio voice. It's like, okay. But, you know, even <laughs> while I wasn't doing the show, you know, I've written three books. Correct. Yes. We want to talk <laughs> you know, about And like a ton of articles. So it's not like I haven't been doing anything, which I wish I wasn't doing anything. And in, also at the same time, I bought a historic home that was kind of a piece of crap on the inside and uh, have been restoring that. And so I finally have gotten to where I'm not sanding walls and painting and uh, doing major construction projects anymore. You know, so I'm back into like, okay, so now what am I going to do? So, well. Consider coming back, uh, you know, returning to the to the battle, I suppose. And uh, your voice is very much needed at this particular time. Uh, it's ultimately it, it's in your hands, of course, and your decision. Mm -hmm. But you know, Art Bell, of course. Uh, you know, he he was a major figure back in the day. I know you've been on Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie mm -hmm. at least a, a time. And I've been on too. with Art Bell as well. Yeah. So see, that's. That's where we probably first heard you the original way back in the day. That was was that in the late nineties, even going back that far? Yeah, it wasn't that far. I'm trying to think. You know, after a while everything starts blurring together. I think it was around like two thousand five. It's when he came back and he was out in the desert, you know, uh when he came back for left had left coast to coast and was doing his own show. Right. Okay. You know, so it was during that period because that didn't last all that long. It only lasted for a few years. And then, you know, 
he was getting death threats or death threats or whatever, and he kind of backed out. Yeah, it was really unfortunate to uh, to see the way things played out with Art and his his life, as as Easterners would say, the, the his karma. Unfortunately. Uh, well, all right, and this just like came through my head, but if he were still alive today, and this is going to sound really awful, but I would think that the level of death threats he was getting and this this the fear that he had would be way less than some of the broadcasters are experiencing now, which is the level of hate and nasty that people do these days. You're saying it's got it's become far worse than basically. It's way worse. I mean, does anything really surprise you? You know, you hear these stories about like people going off, you know, on, you know, while well, you're not wearing a mask. You know, you go into Walmart, you don't have a mask on, you know, and you see these video clips of like complete strangers coming up and like screaming at people, mm-hmm. you know, and having meltdowns. It's like it wasn't like that five years ago. You know, people weren't so vocal. Um, and just mean. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why we actually maintain a relative level of privacy here, take an old school approach to things. And I'm not big into showboating via the webcam whatsoever. And I just look at it as being a simple way of dealing with the, the trolls and the haters. We've already got enough as, as it is, so why even put ourselves out there more uh, we we could we could make more money i'm i'm sure that more donations would come rolling in uh as is typically the case with people who do that uh especially if you're female and and uh bat your eyelashes i suppose and, and <laughs> i'm not you know i'm i'm talking about the the young ladies who just really you know how it is they really lay it on so uh, and that's something we can maybe talk about with the books that you have written, of course, and your latest release, because you've 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 covered a lot. Uh, ancient history has been uh, ancient footsteps or footprint. We have the list here somewhere. Stepping out of Eden. Yes, my second to last book. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, and uh, but also toxic and abusive relationships. Uh, a lot of insight there that you put together in uh, well you know and speaking of toxic and abusive relationships you know where you know and i don't know how it is in korea like i would assume in australia it would be like this the uk you know canada um but it's like we're in an abusive relationship yeah you know with a narcissist who oh, is yeah. constantly gaslighting you yep. and telling you you know this is a cat and you're looking at a car and and making you crazy and people are experiencing whether they want to acknowledge it or not or recognize it or not it's like those kinds of experiences create trauma and so people are experiencing trauma Right now, being locked up in your house creates trauma. Being in this level of fear creates trauma. Your kids make forcing them to wear masks, and you know the, you know, nine eleven was scary for a lot of people. I mean, it was just scary. 
you know, having an airplane crash into a building. I mean, that just from a visual perspective was like, oh my God, how could somebody do that? Um, but this, you know, if it would just lasted for the, you know, two days to stem the, the tide, um, it would have come and it would have gone. But now that it's been just so long, you know, you can have a low grade trauma happen, but if it happens for extended periods of time, it really takes a toll. And in, with young people, children in particular, I can't even imagine what kind of a toll having their parents be uptight all the time, being around other people that are uptight all the time, you know, having these rules and regulations that weren't there before being imposed on you um, and not allowing you to be free, not allowing you to be a kid. It's the new normal, Dr. It's Rita. It's the new normal, but I'm sorry, it's kind of messed up. The technocrats have their agenda and they are, we're finding our world socially engineered, micromanaged, right down to the very last most minute nanoparticle under this, um, what is a full, it's a full spectrum dominance agenda is what they have in mind and what they are pursuing is, is my understanding of things basically. Uh, according to the research I've done, people we've been in contact with and such as yourself and many others, just kind of connecting the dots, basically. Uh, we are their mark, as you say, you know, it's the abusive relationship. We are their mark. We're dealing with, uh, I don't know if you'd call it, it's, it's some, a, a very, it's an abusive entity. There's no doubt about that. And you could go so far as even to saying very, you know, psychopathic, unfortunately. And uh, they are psychopathic. The the whole thing, you know, one of the things that I, I comment on, you know, so there are people that are narcissists, you know, that they think that everything should be their way, you know, and they view the world through their uh their, you know, the lens their lenses. And so they can't really see that if I do this, this would hurt someone. You know, they just can't see it. It just isn't part of their worldview. And my feeling is, is that people that are just narcissistic aren't necessarily doing something with the intentionality of hurting someone else. They're doing it because they want to avoid their own pain. You know, so I'm going to do this so I can avoid having these feelings or, you know, not getting the ice cream or whatever it is. But people that are psychopaths do things and they do it on purpose. And they don't care if they hurt you or not. And, they, you know, and it's just part of the game. I mean, it's just a game. As you say, gaslighting as well, too, in a major way. Very manipulative, of course. And, um, uh... A lot of psychological blackmail, preying upon the weak, and, and so on and so forth. That's why we do need to take a stand. And, uh, you know, there's, I think, somewhere in the Bible, they talk about resist not evil or something along those lines. I'm not much of a Christian scholar, as, as you may <laughs> be able to tell. But uh, I, one of the things I, I like is the, the Johnny Cash song that he put out just a short time 
before his death when the man comes around not you know not to kick to kick against the pricks now you can look in i hopefully that doesn't get us kicked <laughs> off of youtube we're talking about maybe thorns here you know the, the prickly thorns mm -hmm. there is another way of you know uh using that word of course and we'll leave it to people out there listening to figure that one out hopefully they're old enough to be able to know the way that that one is used one of my dad's favorite words uh, oh, really? but, yeah, but, th but then there's a, uh, you know, I was just listening to the David Knight show, uh, the other, the other day, we are going to actually be having a guest that we picked up via the David Knight show is really great because we saw him and, uh, we figured, gee, this guy would be pretty great if we could reach out to him and he would agree to join us. So yeah, just to let people know, we got Dr. Uh, Mark McDonald coming up next week i think it is as a matter of fact you're talking about child psychology and so forth and uh, the trauma that we all endure at various stages of our lives he is a specialist in that field uh, uh i'm not sure if he is psych psychologist or psychiatrist but he's uh he's definitely uh he's a bit of a rebel for sure and you know, Van Morrison recently collaborated with Eric Clapton. There's, there's a great, it's a great song. You know, I don't know if you're, you might be a fan. I mean, if you're into the Grateful Dead, you might be into Van Morrison and Eric Clapton as well too. Where have all the rebels gone? And I tell you, man, it's, I've, I, I, that song, I can't listen to it enough. So uh, I, we'd play it here for everybody. Unfortunately, Twitch would, well, both Twitch and YouTube would, would uh, have a problem with that. So just encourage everyone to check that out. I don't know if there's more you want to add to things or not. However, what I will say is we've got a number of people here with comments, not too many questions from what we're seeing here to this point, but uh, the likes of Janie Walker and a few others, almost up to a dozen uh, listeners here in real live time, not the hugest numbers uh, as far as things go, but that's fine. We uh, you know, we'll have the archives in place uh, as soon as possible and uh, people will be able to check things out even further from there. Janie Walker talking about how there was a swastika symbol when she was in Reiki training years ago. It was for good. I can't remember if it was the reverse or not. The Nazis made it evil. That's basically my understanding as well, too. Uh, Janie, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, they inverted it. The way that the Bun Tibetan uh, people, the shamanists, have things with, and they have the umlong above the the swastika as well too. The the Bun uh, shamanist practitioners, but the Nazis, I think they uh, they they tilted it. What was it, forty five degrees or something mm -hmm. as well too? There have been a lot of guests on Coast to Coast for years who have talked about the giants and how that history has been hidden from us. Uh, they're turning public opinion against the non-jabbed. Gee, who would have ever saw that one coming? This whole thing has been so obvious that the way they've rolled it out, you could see step by step what was going to happen long before they even made their moves, simply because m most people, once again, with the social conditioning, there's uh, where's the resistance, once again, the pushback that... Uh, is so desperately needed we're seeing it actually in places i don't know i don't know if you're still in california you did attend 
various institutes out of the I, I, I live in uh, Texas. Okay. Thank God. Right, uh, yeah, a little more freedom there. Thank God, for sure. But you were a California girl for a while. That's where you picked up some while. of your certification. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to... Uh, before before I go there, actually, I'm going to finish the comments with Janie Walker. She's frankly afraid of the non-jabbed being put in camps. That's where it could ultimately be going to. There's no doubt about that. Hashtag pandemic, basically. Or, if you will, scam. Well, actually, so. in Washington State, I have to think about this. Um, in Washington State, they are looking for individuals to work at... I'll just say camps. I'm. I don't remember the the, you know, nice, polite word they used um, to house individuals who are not vaccinated that come into the state so that they can be quarantined. Oh, like from via the southern border, where Texas. Well, I mean, this is Washington State, so I mean, it wasn't very clear, like. Are we talking about people coming from Canada? Are we talking about people coming from Idaho? Are we talking about people from, you know, Oregon? Are we talking about people that come on a plane from somewhere else in the country? I don't know. It wasn't clear that way. Have you looked much into Agenda 2030? I have done some research into that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, my feeling is is that, you know, they just want to have this whole globalist UN in charge thing going on. With China I mean, leading the way, that's what it's going to be. With China leading the way, but, you know, they did the test thing in China to see how compliant they could get people to be. You know, and they want to usher in that level of, you know, monitoring and control. I mean, I don't know that Americans would necessarily buy in. I mean... But then you see a lot of young people kind of buying into it. So it makes me glad that I'm kind of old. How's that? I feel I I, I totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> and and I look at it in a similar sense, the point where hopefully by the time things get, because it's an incremental boiling frog type scenario yeah, that exactly. we yeah and and uh unless we have the proper public representatives that are doing the right things and policies in place things are just not going to change and unfortunately uh, there's just so much in the way of uh institutionally the, the compromised players at who hold these positions of power and are at the helms, of the, you know, have their hands on the levers that control uh, and impact the outcome of so many people's lives that, yeah, it's, it's, we just got to do what we can on our own to take care of ourselves and, and others, of course, too, our friends and, and communities, uh, basically, as far as I can say. You know, um, the, you mentioned a comment about the giants, sure. you know, and about them being hidden. Right. And I think this would kind of fit, kind of tie into the two different things we're talking about. So when I do my research, or when I did my research for my book, uh, E.T. Chronicles, in particular, where the Stepping Out of Eden book was kind of a follow-up book to that, um, 
you know, I was really looking at myth and mythic narrative. And so I was looking for the most ancient versions of stuff that I could find, you know, but when you start talking about Native American things, you know, Amerindian things, Australian things, things out of New Zealand, um, you know, the records that we have are, you know, part of the British expansion going into these countries and interacting with the indigenous populations and writing down their culture, you know, whatever you could get out of them. And usually they would be pretty hypocritical and cynical. Uh, about what they would write. But there was this one book that was called The Ancient Gold Mines of Rhodesia. So if I'm not mistaken, Zimbabwe is now the territory that was at one point in time called Rhodesia, which, um, you know, if you know Michael Tellinger, he talks about the ancient gold mines in South Africa. And um, and so this book was written in like 1920, maybe a little before, maybe a little after. Pretty dry book, but I was working on looking for the ancient gold of these the ancient astronauts per Zacharias Sitchin, which I never found. Whole other story. Um, but what was interesting is that he's going to these sites and he's like, oh well, you know, there's this site here. And it's by the cemetery, you know, and, and tradition says that there are these giants buried there and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was common knowledge that, you know, there were giants and there were burials of these giants. And you see this much more candid expression of what people were finding. I mean, it might be, you know political as far as, you know, it's a Westerner looking at an indigenous population with a, you know, with a, with a big ego, um, but it was candid. And then after the 30s, once you get into the 40s, you see that the writing wasn't the same anymore. You know, it was much more edited and much more controlled. And I think, you know, as far as education was concerned and as far as what was considered scholarly work, you know, that's where the where we stopped doing science and, <laughs> and just started to regurgitate material. The Rock and it hasn't stopped. The Rockefellers apparently had a real central hand in things as far as the whole business regarding uh, the founding of American, I guess it would be uh, allopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. And and the, the American- AMA and all of yeah, that and yeah, pharmacology. Sure. They're apparently, a servant, they've long served as a front group for the Rothschilds is my understanding. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been told. So, and who's behind that? criminal it's george soros because he's like been around for centuries no he's a front man he, yeah yeah he's a <laughs> he's a front man as well he works with the the red shields as well too and he's a willing servant to evil as it were so uh yeah uh, but but the prussian you know but but like even mm -hmm. in during that period um, you know, you brought up the AMA, you right. know, it was during that same period of time that, you know, like Rife machines 
and Dinshaw, who was the proponent of color therapy and a number of these alternative therapies that were very popular. Uh, the Kellogg brothers, you know, like uh, cornflakes fame, you know, had these health spas, you know, and would treat people using natural healing, you know, and that was when, um, okay, brain fart, the sleeping prophet guy. Edgar, Edgar Casey, Casey, sure. You know, he was during that, you know, that era. And then it all got squashed. Who was By the, the 40s, it was pretty much squashed. Wilhelm Reich, what was he best known for? He was, uh, I'm not sure if his theories proved um, to be. He uh, was a proponent of something called body armoring. Yes. And, you know, and so you stand, you know, if you walk and your shoulders are kind of hunched over, you know, you develop that because you have this, uh, you, you know, you're not communicating correctly um, because of an emotional thing. And he kind of tied in where the body would lock up to kind of the energies of the chakras. And, um, you know, and from that, you know, traditions like Rolfing or Alexander Technique came to the forefront to help break up these physical blockages so that the trapped emotions could come back out. Or go in energy. He was during that period mm -hmm. and he got squashed. Yeah. And so people, you know, people are like, oh, well, this is new. It's like, no, no, it's been around. People just, you know, it became evil and quackery and, you know, Discounted. Orgone energy. What it could do was the what I was looking for earlier, actually, with in conjunction with Reich and what he was best known for this uh, body armory business. Well, that's uh, that's something to definitely reflect upon and, and consider. Absolutely. Uh, now there were I'm trying to think. Uh, Gurdjieff. That was another big name, of course. I'm not sure how much you have, have studied him or not, but let me just say, uh, before we move along here, I want to, because we finally did find the list of the books that you have published to date, so we want to just quickly run down the the titles there for the listener's sake. And, you know, something we, uh, we uh, typically ask authors who join us is, and sometimes they're not able to do it because of... Uh, whatever constraints are in place, just the way things are set up. But uh, is, is it at all possible with the way you have your, um, the sales end of things running, whether our listeners, our audience could potentially pick up, uh, say 10% discount if they let you know, or whoever's handling this end of things for you, something like pirate radio or pirate code is that and then unlock the unlock the discount we do we do have sponsors with our uh, the news show that we run tuesday nights and that's the deal we have in place there and like i said sometimes authors are able to do that other times it their, their hands are tied i mean in this moment you know because i mean it would take back end work to do that i would be happy to do that um, I'm just trying to think. 
Um, you know, if somebody ordered something, if I could send them a bonus item, but I can't think of something off the top of my head, but I'm trying to come up with something. Signed copy? <laughs> uh, well, they would always, if, if it comes from my website, it would always be a signed copy. And if you're really lucky, because I'm the one that puts the labels on the envelope, sometimes you get some real DNA because my hair will get stuck in the tape. There are some authors, actually, <laughs> Wiccan-type characters and uh, people who, you know, they, they walk on the dark side of life, I guess it is, uh, as far as things go. Uh, maybe practitioners of the left-hand path. As uh, is, is... What, that would want my hair? No, no, they, they use blood to seal the deal, basically, when they, they, they send their books off to people that have ordered them, they, they uh, drop a drop or two of blood, they... Uh, I, I think they sometimes they write their names in blood or, you know, I've heard stories such as that, definitely. We've had a guest on the past who actually did that very thing. So, yes. Uh, but yeah, that wouldn't be happening for me. No. You know, when I go no. to, when I go and they like have to take a vial of blood, they're like, you know, they can't find a vein. And, you know, then it's like, la, 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 play the elevator music because it takes forever. And they don't let me give blood because my blood pressure is too low. So, like, so to pump out blood, to sign things, never happening. We got Never <laughs> happening. Yeah. <laughs> Be happy with pieces of my hair that get stuck in the label. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, anything, anything works. Uh, anything along those lines. We've got a little more than 20 minutes or so with Dr. Rita Louise. This go round uh, show number 244, episode, episode number 244, Pirate Radio Podcasts. And uh, we're going to, along with thanking you, the listeners, for being here with us this go round in real live time. Uh, course ask that you keep your comments thoughts maybe even uh, questions coming uh, via youtube fake facebook which we sometimes refer to as fake book unfortunately d live and twitch uh, psycho fire good to see you via youtube uh hope the stream is holding up there we were having some things were sort of a touch and go as far as the the health of things was concerned it looks like uh hopefully yeah it's we're we're back on an even keel now things have managed to remedy themselves so that's great oh don't let me forget oh this is definitely going to get us a strike on youtube we just got out of youtube jail every time oh this is just sad but don't, don't worry we'll re-upload -up the show I'm sorry to say this. It's just the way they are. Just, you know how, I mean, you're, you've experienced this directly. We'll get it up on, mm -hmm. we've been having problems with BitChute even, just uploading the shows, and they did get back to us, which was quite interesting. Uh, they you know, finally did reach out to us, and they apologized without no real specifics or reason why we're having, why we can't upload our content anymore after working with them for oh, several years and having no difficulty whatsoever they said just i, I have trying. come to really like bitching mm -hmm. you yeah. know what i mean because like i will kind of go back between rumble and bitchu but there's you know there's personalities that are on rumble that i like mm -hmm. you know but if i'm just looking for something to watch or listen to 
that's my go-to place because you can actually search on it and you know it's more i think user friendly and there's a just a really big diversity of topics on there you yep. know it's not just politics so I, I enjoy that you know so to me it's more of a youtube replacement yeah which is yeah. also sure and it's interesting to note the way that is portrayed along with gab and any other alternative that comes along immediately silicon valley they brand them. They 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 seize upon uh, the fact that they're you know new kids in the block, and immediately they're labeled right wing right wing extremists, uh, conspiracy nut jobs. They just do all they can to with these ad hominem attacks and really make it out to be as if um, you know all neo Nazis and the whole thing. It's really quite. It's pathetic, but it's 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 very telling as well too. So, uh... you know, I just tell people I'm a longtime conspiracy theorist. You know, there's what's going on now, but it's like mm, I've been on that boat for like forever. You know, but since you mentioned Gab, you sure. know, I'm pretty active on Gab, and so if people want to find me. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really post anything interesting on Facebook uh, other than self help things. Um, but if you want to see something much more interesting, um, I am psychic doc, you know, so psychic doc, one word on gab. Just taking a look here, actually, I don't know if you sent that to us with your, your bio or not, but that, that's, that's I, fine. I did that's not, okay. I um, did not, okay. you know, because there's well, not a whole well, lot then, of people that are did. doing gab, but I think. That might be changing. I don't know. I just found it. Actually, you did. Psychic Doc. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't add it to the to the show notes, though, just simply because uh, the main links that you had were at the top of what you provided for us. But uh, we could go back and do it potentially or what have you. And and is, do you mind if we share with uh, listeners your Skype contact ID or would you rather that? That be kept a little I more. I never am on Skype. Okay, you're typically a Zoom person. I am an email kind of gal. You've gone totally uh, low profile. Like you've gone pretty dark over the last couple of years. Then, from the well, I mean, if I don't know someone, I don't want to talk to you. Uh huh. How's that? Yeah. You know, if you want to say, you know, and um, so I never really just ch chat with people. Right. I mean, because I do psychic readings, mm -hmm. you know, and I do a lot of health counseling. And so I have a lot of people that will try to contact me. Mm -hmm. I mean, and no offense to anybody. Like, if you want to just visit with me, I'm totally cool. But if you want to visit with me so you can pick my brain and have me solve your health problems, that's where I have to draw the line. Mm -hmm. So I have some pretty strong, strong boundaries around my communication. Because I've had a lot of people try to take advantage of that, you know. So oh, yeah. I pretty much I'm on Facebook, I'm on Gab, I'm on MeWe, but I haven't really been on there really at all. Um, Here's a you question: know, People who get to me through my website, sure, you know, I sure. post a lot of stuff on my website, SoulHealer.com. That's right. 
Yeah, uh, medicalintuitives.com, appliedenergeticsinstitute.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've got all the links for people in the show description end of things, so they won't miss out on that. And like I said, we could. I mean, do people just contact you on Skype just to whatever? Sometimes. On Skype? It depends. It really depends. So, yeah. Uh, now, thought intention experiments. We've only got about another 20 minutes or so left here, too. So, uh, try to cram as much uh, as we can into the final segment as is possible. But yeah, we talked Art Bell earlier. He was known for, among other things, conducting these thought intention experiments, doing what it took to, for example, make things rain when there was nothing like that in the weather forecast whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Just it seemed to have worked. We did that once here on our show and it seemed to have worked as well too. This woman who her her husband had co- had contacted us live during one of our shows and frantically requested some help. I turned my attention to the people we had on board. It was uh, Augie Nost and Nori Love. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen them around or not. Okay, I know who they are. Sure, yeah. So and and Nori kind of led led the way and uh, we all came together basically as one mind uh which is as i understand the way things sort of are to begin with anyways more or less but uh we we really focused our energy coming together focusing on her and uh, she got up out of the emergency hospital emergency room and walked home basically that that was it that she wasn't having problems anymore just right at that oh. very moment. So uh, it could have just been a coincidence or or maybe not. But have, the question is simply, have you ever engaged or conducted something of a similar sort, these, these thought intention experiments? I mean, I have not. Well, you know, when people meditate in a group, when people pray in a group, you know, there is the intention you know, for what they're meditating on, you know, when you meditate for world peace, when you, which obviously hasn't happened, um, (laughs) you know, but if you pray for someone and there is this group intention for someone to get well, you know, then there is the potentiality of it happening, you know, but I think that many people don't really understand what it means to have the intention or to get your energy into that dynamic of intention. Do you see where I'm going with that? You're the master uh, energy worker. But I mean, is it making sense to me, to you, you know, as far as, you know, you can say you have the intention and then there's, you know, filling your mind. So as an example, you know, you can go to the gym and work out. You know, or you can go to the gym and work out, you know, and there's that level of intensity and you get into every movement and you feel your muscles move because you are in it. And so when people get together and work together with intention, you can move mountains. You know, but many people don't understand that that's the level of energy that they need to have in it versus, you know, oh, 
well, I'm going to the gym, you know, and don't really get into it, you know, because it takes you into a different energy. It takes you into a different vibration. And when there's a group doing this together, it can create a group level of intention, a group level of energy, which just magnifies what's going on. You know, I mean, another example would be something like smudging. I'm sure your listeners are familiar with that concept where you take a little bit of sage and light it up. And then with the intention, you know, well, what they say is if you burn the sage, it will clear negative energy out of your home. But if you just go and burn the sage and just walk around with it and kind of whoosh it around, you know, most people go, oh, it doesn't work. And it's like, but that's because you didn't do it with any intention. You didn't sit there and as the smoke is rising, visualizing or, you know, feeling that all of the negative things were being collected by the smoke and being lifted out of the space. You know, I mean, it's just very different. Um, And actually, there was a woman, Lynn McTaggart, who wrote a book called The Intention Experiment, who really goes into it in depth and looks at it from a fairly scientific point of view. And over the years, I mean, I don't know if she's doing it anymore. She was doing it for a while where she would do these, you know, like group intention things where she would get, you know, thousands of people to meditate or whatever on some topic. So, like I said, it's been a while since she's really been on the radar um, but Lynn McTaggart, that. yeah, Lynn McTaggart, mm-hmm. definitely uh, seen her around and familiar with the name. So um, let's see what we're looking at here. Almost the, up to a full baker's dozen in real live time here across the various platforms. Uh, not really feeling all that confident with the fact that the YouTube show is going to stick around for all that long simply because of how reactionary these uh these folks are via so you'll have to let me know because i can you know feel proud that my show is taken down (laughs) i mean first you know at at this point in time it's almost a badge of honor oh it is absolutely and the fact is if, if if they don't if the government doesn't have files on you uh, by this stage of the game, clearly you're you're not doing something right. So, uh, you know, we're kind of jumping around a little bit here, and I'm ho- I was hoping to get some light. We did talk about this during the pre-show. Uh, now let's see. I should have gone over this actually on my own, but uh, I've got a. This deals with what I call the Dorje, maybe the Vajra Dorje. Vajra meaning lightning or diamond way, as I understand. Mm-hmm. The Dorje, I, I don't know, as you say, like a little, like a baby rattle type implement made out of uh, bronze, if, I'm, if I've got mm-hmm. that uh, correct. But, uh, you know, this t- talks about, uh, let's see, Padma, Padma Sambhava is, is who showed up here. We've got a little, it's a stone, it's a, it's a wood block, basically, that we picked up in a, in a Korean East Coast-based city called Gyeongju, way out there on the East Coast called Gyeongju. We were touring around, and this just happened to be in the store that they had there. So the fact is, 
is that Tibetan Buddhism has made its way into Korea and and Japan to some extent, the Vajra uh, influence, because that is what they practice. It's a it's an offshoot of uh, Mahayana Buddhism, actually, Ther Theravadan, where some people say we actually get the word therapy from the, the Theravadan. Theravadan, you found uh, the Therapeutae as well, too, don't forget, back in biblical times. So there was a lot going on out of um, Alexandria and so forth as far as that place playing a major role in the the crossroads of, of life, uh, uh, you know, the, the commercial end of things as well as philosophical and everything else uh, under the sun. But um, yeah, the Theravadin were the, was the original, they're known, known as the elders. Then you have Mahayana and then you have Vajrayana, which uh, because of the Islamic invasion of, I don't know if you're up to speed on this, or not, Doctor Doctor Rita? Yeah, it's about the ninth century. Ninth, I think about the ninth century in India that they came down the Muslims and they totally wiped out Buddhism pretty much. And uh, there was a famous <laughs> university called Nalanda. So just prior to that time, thankfully, the Tibetans had made contact with the university and been studying there for a while. They were able to help transport. Uh, well, Alan Watts, you've heard of the, 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 mm -hmm. you know, the 60s psychedelic philosopher. Mm -hmm. I've read his books. Yeah, sure. That uh, he, he talked about Buddhism itself being a, a form of Hinduism stripped down for export. It's, it's, I really kind of like the way that he was. <laughs> a form, it's a form of Hinduism stripped down for export. So, uh, and that's where it's, it's found itself ever since. But uh, no, just looking at this wood block, talking about Padmasambhava, who I think was a Tibetan saint, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, a few other things here. Vado Chana, who I don't know if that has to do with Manjushri, the sword bearer, wielder of, of the sword, or or not exactly, but it's uh, and then Om Mani Padmi Hum, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, unfortunately, you don't know as much as I. Thought you might have regarding sorry that's okay how did you get how did you come across this door jay though what where did you find it how what did it cost you let's have more of a, of a backstory i don't i don't have one i just researched it because uh, i was writing about it as far as um battles between the gods and looking at these stories between these battles Wow. Between the sky god and the these fertility gods, right? That is a common theme around the world, and so when I started, you know, doing the research, there would be pictures, and so actually there are my books, but I also have two videos. One is called um, Iconography uh, or Icon. You know, it's been so long since I even looked at that. Um, but it's icon. It's available on Amazon, and it looks at um, art from around the world and similarities that you find in art that you could find the meaning in one culture, and that meaning travels around the world. 
deconstructing yes. deconstructing the archetypes Deconstruct the ar of yeah, the that. ancients deconstructing Sorry, it's a little bit late <laughs> no, hey don't worry no I've, we got the list here and we were going to go over the 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 well that's it's a video actually i i'm not sure i thought yeah, you said yeah uh, icon deconstructing the archetypes of the ancients holy deception that's another great uh, theme that you um uh, have covered with with your uh, energy matters show and uh a number of different occasions that we could determine there as far as uh youtube archives uh was was concerned i i wasn't thinking when i asked you earlier whether your your channel was completely deep sixed or not but it it did sound once again like you did pick up a strike or did you get you got a strike or two is what you said basically correct mm -hmm. Just once again Multiple. so yeah <laughs> yeah and then you got to watch it too we we picked up i think we had anytime we get one strike we just shut it down because they they come like you know what i mean it's like you get the warning one strike i think we had two strikes once and we really kind of figured well i don't know if we we, we gotta we gotta everything went into lockdown mode and on private basically all the videos were just made private. Although, from what I've heard, they still can, they still can nuke your, your channel. Unfortunately, uh, the dysfunctional dance of the empath and narcissist stepping out of Eden. Et Chronicles: Why myth and legend have, or why myth and legend have to say about human origin. I think that's a typo. I didn't should, make up that title. Yeah, it should so. be should be what, what, or is that meant to be why? I'm not sure. No, it should be what? Did I just type it Yeah, wrong? it says why, but I guess it should be what. Oh. That's okay. So, Oops. yeah, well, we are only human, folks, only human. Uh, well, you know, if there weren't a spelling mistake, then it obviously did not come from me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, hey, it's like a professor, <laughs> journalism professor back in the day told me in out of university, there is no such thing as a bad writer, only bad editors. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, little nugget there for people to maybe tuck away for future consideration. Dark Angels, an insider's guide to ghosts, spirits, and attached entities. I, I When I read this the first time, and I think I, you covered this as well with one or two of your guests, I immediately mm -hmm. was thinking, among other things, not saying you are Scientologist, but L. Ron Hubbard and the Phaeton type... Um, theory that they have with respect to that whole business of the way that energy works at that level so he he was a real kind of eclectic guy too is what it seems along with science fiction just drawing upon whatever he could to put his uh mishmash of of ideas together and a kind of a, a uh you know but he made lots of money oh geez you know time magazine the, the cult <laughs> the cult of greed you might remember that one. So av mm -hmm. avoiding the cosmic two by four, that's probably uh, re referring to karma, I would imagine. The cosmic two by four to the side of the head, the power within. Am I correct there? The, the avoiding the cosmic two by four? So it, the avoiding the cosmic two by four talks about why people get sick from an energetic perspective. And so if you're experiencing a disease, you know, gallbladder disease, kidney disease, cancer, usually there is a psycho-spiritual underpinning to it. And so, you know, the kind of the premise in the global sense is that, you know, if you don't want to experience things, 
then maybe you need to sit there and look at what's going on in your psyche so that you aren't putting that seed out there for something more serious to happen in your body. Okay, we're almost at- Thus avoiding, you know, with disease being the two by four, avoiding it. Uh, I'm, uh, one more time, just to just so for clarity, for, for my, my, my sake. Okay, most. so if, if getting cancer is yes. a two by four, right? right? You know, you would want to avoid it, you know, and so what's going on inside of you, right? you know, or do you have a lot of anger or frustration or resentment going on inside of you that's festering, sure. that is actually creating the cancer that you're manifesting on a physical level, right? you know, because usually the emotional part or the mental part will exist years and years before the physical body will actually produce a symptom. Yeah, and so that's I, what that I, book talks about. I am down with that. Absolutely. Of course, diet presumably has a lot to do with uh, our general health. Although, well, from a holistic perspective, uh, as you say, exactly that, that the, the, the thought end of things is, is so critical. Uh, it's almost, you know, it's pretty, it should be commonsensical to most people, although it isn't necessarily. But people don't make the connection. Right. You know, people don't make the connection that, you know, when you got divorced when you were 25, never really got resolved. And so you have taken that through your whole life. And now you have these stomach issues, but it's all tied to the divorce that you never resolved. and But you felt like you got you know, sucker punched, you know, or you were totally betrayed and taken by surprise by the whole thing, you know, and that energy is just sitting in your stomach. I mean, because I work as a medical intuitive. I mean, that's like my day job, you know, and so when I work with my clients sitting there and going, okay, so you have this complaint, you know, and then I kind of like poke around. It's like, okay, but you know, when you were like 12, you know, I'm feeling like you had this emotional energy. And usually people know what I'm exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And, you know, sometimes they'll start to cry. And it's like, yeah, well, that's where all of this started. I'm not going to start to cry. You definitely seem to know about my stomach issues for some reason. What about <laughs> my back? <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. I had to go into the hospital just uh, it was about it was a little more than a year ago now and and undergo an endoscopy procedure uh which i guess from the from what i understand is a lot better than the uh the other way around from from behind if you catch my <laughs> drift mm -hmm. uh and uh yeah it, it they found that i had uh, bleeding ulcers so i that was you know i'm at the age now uh, early fifties where you, you start to, uh, as you make your way out on the back nine, really take a closer look at your life, uh, assessing things, what's where you've come from, how you've got here and everything that's gone into it. But so much of what you just said there regarding the way, because I don't think my meditation is the greatest. I really don't. It's important. I think for us to be humble in that, from that perspective, uh, not to get too high and mighty when it comes to our spiritual lives. 
uh, thinking. Well, you know, and again, a lot of people don't look at their emotional self. Right. Or, you know, you're in it. And so many times you can be blind to it. Correct. You know, and, and you know, or I'll say, well, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, I'm over that. I'm over that. I mean, true story. I mean, it happens to me all the time. It's like, no, 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 I resolve that. And I'm like, I would not be seeing it in your body if you had resolved it. Okay. So just the fact that I'm bringing it up means it's not resolved. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't, I'm, I was kind of joking, uh, partly in jest when I was suggesting that you might have seen that with respect to my situation here directly uh but it wouldn't surprise me that you know i was just picking you up just inadvertently because oh my god you know that happens yeah uh yeah so oh dear god well you know there's a okay hypo uh, hypnotherapy hypnoregression i promised my one of the students i was working with yesterday really bright young lady she might be listening to the show this go around who's really to say but uh, we were discussing hypnotherapy, hypnoregression, and we have had a guest on in the past who I don't think he's going to be invited back, unfortunately. And, well, one of the reasons is because we did save this for the last part of the show with him as well, too. Not that that was our tension with you, necessarily. Uh, in fact, I don't think, uh, not, not at all. In fact, it's just the way things go. Uh, he was not supportive of the idea of two things that either you have a witness on hand to join you while the hypnotherapist puts you into a, a regressive state, and number two, that you be allowed to record your session. He was opposed to both. And for me, I'm no expert in the field, but it just there were like red flags there immediately where it just didn't seem that ethical, frankly, that uh, you should have a witness is what I thought uh, for reasons that should be obvious. And secondly, um, why not? His, his, his response with respect to recording was, well, uh, it, it, people, they fumble around with those tape cassettes. It just takes takes so long for them to get So them. was he the hypnotherapist? Yeah, he's very well known. I'm not going to name okay. anybody. Or no, I, I mean, I was just trying to get clarity. Sure, sure. Um, but, 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 you know, so... Um, Rita, let me just jump in and just finish because it's real brief. Okay. He, he made the comment. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on it or not. C tape cassettes. What are you stuck in the 80s or early 90s still? What's going on? People have handheld digital recorders that easily can be just, you know, put on one, one mode record. And it's real simple. So there's no fuss whatsoever. So uh, but that was his way of looking at things, unfortunately. And there was something that just didn't there's something that didn't uh, sit right with uh, me and I think a few of mm -hmm. our listeners as well too on that. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts regarding the ethical approach in that context? So, um, I mean, I don't do a lot of hypnotherapy, you know, but I think recording is important because the person who is under may or may not remember what happened, you know, or maybe kind of in and out, um, you know, so it gives them access to what happened, you know, for their own personal information, um, you know, and I can understand more, you know, having a witness, you know, so if I was working with a female client, 
You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily feel the need to have a witness. Um, you know, but if the, it was, I'll, I'll just say it this way. I would never go and have hypnotherapy from a male, you know, because you don't know. And I, and I never even thought about like having a witness. I've never heard anybody present that, you know, but you don't know. And, you know, there are safety things. Um, I think if the person has a lot of trauma, I think if the person has had, um, like, their experiencers, um, you know, where what might be coming up might be, you know, I don't want to say controversial, but, you know, you want to have evidence that it's not a bunch of crap, then I could see where you would want to have a witness, you know, so I could see where there would be situations, but I think if, I had a client that said, well, I want to bring my sister and I want her to sit in on the session, then I don't know that I would really have an issue with it. You know so, what I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. So look, we've got to wrap up here, but we've also got a couple comments and questions coming to us here. We certainly have to address. There's also some information I'd like to present to you with respect to Harvard University in particular. Uh, we brought mm -hmm. up Operation Lurking Giant just uh, during the first portion of the live stream. Uh, it ties into that to some extent. Uh, and the, the arrests that were made that if we talk about that YouTube is possibly going to have us removed from their platform for uh, discussing what they refer to as medical misinformation. So, but uh, Janie Walker, just uh, briefly here to, uh, dive into what we have uh, left uh, to address. Yes, and Tesla free energy, she says, was destroyed. I, you probably know a little bit about that. I'm, I'm guessing, uh, Rita, okay. rife and sound energy to kill viruses, bacteria, cancer cells. Yeah, rife there. machine. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that before. Running cars on water. Yeah, check mark. Cleaning up nuclear waste instead of burying them in Nevada or or the oceans. So that's what she's saying there. Just a, just a brief response on on your part, and we'll just we'll carry on to. Uh, I yeah. don't disagree. I mean, you know, that was again during that same period of time where they were, you know, like Rife. You know, he did everything through vibration and through. You know, I don't want to say sound waves, but. Scalar? Waves. scalar? I don't think they were scalar waves. They were definitely tuned frequencies that you would put on his little device. Okay. And um, and you would hold these probes and it would run the frequency through you. And so he identified like the frequency of cancer and the hmm. frequency of this. And basically he would blow it up, you know, or do whatever to transform it and eliminate it. Um, and so from what I understand, if I remember the story correctly, um, it was like the FDA, the government or somebody, you know, like they took him to jail and then all of his research material and stuff was confiscated. Technology, patents and so forth. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. That's, we hear that time and again, don't we? This the amount of suppressed technology and the way that if people are not willing to play ball, they just, they disappear. 
It's something mm -hmm. as simple. No, as they that. get suicided. Come on. Yeah, or they drop dead on the kitchen floor from just from out yeah. of the blue. Like as with, uh, I, I'm still not clear on what happened to Carrie Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test, Nobel Prize winning. Uh, I mean, he he would have gone toe to toe with Fauci if he were still here. And I think that's mm -hmm. one of the potential reasons why uh, we've had, uh, in asking some of our contacts within the spook world, basically, uh, which is not too many contacts, but one or two, I, I guess, that are willing to share with us their opinions, either on or off the record. But what this one uh, individual said was that... Uh, well, not with respect to him in particular, but Alan Watt, not Alan Watts, but Alan Watt, the former host mm -hmm. of Cutting Through the Matrix, the great Cutting Through the Matrix show, that he was, uh, it was part of the Great Reset, uh, which is, I'm not too sure about that. But either way, there is the means and technology to easily just have people drop dead of a heart attack is the way things look, and it's as simple as that. So there you go. Uh, I'm perfectly prepared to martyr myself. I'll say that straight up for the record. Uh, what, what do, you know, I'm, you know. It, you know, the really sad part of it is, is that, you know, when um, McAfee committed suicide or whatever, you know, it's like, ah, he got suicide. You know, it, it it's not even like a shock. Mm. You know, these things happen and we look at and it's kind of like, oh, you know. He got Epstein. He got Epstein. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, 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 you know, it's like, you know, they just came out with some other, oh, uh, I guess Hunter Biden was like trying to get money for $2 million from Libya and blah, blah, blah. And why didn't, you know, it was on the laptop, you know, but that was all Russian disinformation. And, um, you know, and it's kind of like, Nobody's surprised. You know, it's like, oh, there's more. But wait, there's more. But it's not shocking. I mean, some of the stuff that we see today should be appalling and shocking. And it's not. And I find that sad. And and it's all happened so quickly. I mean, it's just been in the last five years. Just yeah. Have you seen the video on YouTube and elsewhere? Yuri Bezmenov, the former KGB agent, talking about is how... Is he kind of an old video? Yeah, he's, he's, he's passed yeah. away now. He's got glasses. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, just, yeah, he used he's to live kind in... of spooky, yeah, but well, right on. Right, yeah, talking about how to, how to bring down a nation. And they were trained in exactly how to do that through the demoralization is, is one of the key strategies and uh, among other things, but just the uh, constant erosion, you just endlessly work to erode and uh, demoralize, among other things. So which, uh, you know, I'm not sure you I'm guessing you may not be a big fan of the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. However, isn't it interesting to note, let's just assume for the sake of argument that those the protocols are totally fake, fine. Why is it I guess it's just a coincidence that we find ourselves in a position right now where everything that they laid out there is where we currently are and what we're presently witnessing being done to our world. Uh, just 
is it ironically so we'll just leave it leave it at that uh rather than having to go any further uh a couple last final comments here to me it's a red flag if the person does not want to record the session even if it is a psychic reading uh, once again janie walker one of our great uh supporters here via uh facebook and Jamie, I don't record. You can record all you want, you know, because then people want you to send it to them, you know, and I do everything remotely. Right. And... Well, but the thing is, we if say if we were to do a session, I could record on my end and mm -hmm. take care of it myself. So it, it, mm -hmm. there you go. I understand what you're saying. It's just more, more of a just. Uh, it's more work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell me about it. So, okay. Finally, this is it. This is the last uh, business here, courtesy of the comment uh, end of things. Does now this is a good one. Does Dr. Rita have any psychic insights into our next few years and what will happen with our lives? I heard on coast maybe 20 years ago more that, that she saw Chinese. Well, she said boots. It's gotta be well, or boats, uh, boots, boats on American soil. They had no idea when or how it would happen or what it meant. Is that correct? Are you the person they are thinking of? Or was that maybe somebody else along the lines of yeah. John? Was it John Hogue who you've had on your show a couple times? Yeah, that definitely was not me. Um, you know, because I'm not really a big prediction person. Um, so... You know, it's interesting, in 2019, when I was writing the dysfunctional dance of the empath and narcissist book, one of the things that I was seeing in my clients was they had been through this cycle, like from 2017 forward, because I kind of did the astrology part on it, um, where their life was just really kind of turned upside down. And it felt like, you know, and I like looking at patterns. I'm really big. So if I have like a whole giant cluster of clients that all have the same energy, it's like there's something going on on the planet. You know, I can just kind of make that general assumption, you know, because I've seen it over and over. And so, again, by the end of 2019, um, and this was pre-COVID, you know, I could see that 2020 was really going to bring in this big shift that people were going to have to, like, look inside and figure out what was important to them, um, which was going to be part of their healing. I did not know <laughs> that the shift would be so swift, so big, and so hard. You know, but I feel like that's one of the things that's happening is that with everything going on and all of the crazy, it is forcing people to look inside and really evaluate what's important to me. What do I value? What do I feel is important? And then act from a place of being authentic with themselves and taking action on it. You know, and so I can't say, you know, next Tuesday, this is going to happen, but I feel like people are going to be coming into their own, um, their own authentic self, you know, and then there are like the Ascension people, blah, 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 you know, but I feel like, you know, 
in order for people to ascend, they have to be their true self. They have to be running pure energy. You know, they can't have all these weird deviations happening where they're not clear. They're not clear channels. You know, the energy is not running smoothly through them. Um, and so I'm like, well, you know, if that is what we needed to do as part of this ascension process, I'm not an ascension person, um, I could see that happening. Ascension being something along the lines of where when we pass away that our souls, if you will, our spiritual energy is evolves to a, a higher level. Is that right? Something... But from what I gather from these Ascension people is that we don't necessarily die, that we're going to, like, transfigurate or something. I don't know. Not my area of study because, you know, if you had asked me two years ago, I kind of would have laughed at you. But if you ask me today, I, I'm like, well, you know, whether you die or not, I feel like, you know, people are clearing up a lot of karma. But I also feel like there's a lot of people that are creating a whole bunch of really bad karma. There's no doubt so. about that. So, and very, uh, uh, you know, the ancient Chinese curse, may you live in interesting times. Uh, I'm not sure if the Ascension business has anything to do with the, the so-called Christian rapture theory, something that came as I and, and I would kind of put it kind of into that similar category. It's the Schofield Bible. I, I don't know if apparently the story, and I think I first heard this courtesy of Jordan Maxwell. So let's give him his props on that one. Well, Thank you, Jordan. Uh, the Schofield Bible, which was in itself, guess what, folks? Uh, yet uh, another Rothschild endeavor and project. <laughs> and that's where, uh, you know, the whole pro-Zion business uh, kicked off in, in earnest. It was just really important to get the... The Bible folks on board, really, because uh, I'm not, I don't know if you're aware of this, Rita, or where you even stand on the whole Israel issue, which is a hot button topic, clearly. But most most uh, Zionists, they're not even Jewish. Uh, mm -hmm. they're, they're fundamentalist Bible Belt Christians, uh, among other Korea here in Korea. Dear God. Wow. Oh, my. You know, I have no problem with the Catholics, really, but some of these people here are so, they're, they're wound so tight, so tight and so serious. And and, and those are the folks who, usually they're uh, the basic church people, uh, Protestant, uh, Presbyterian uh, type characters, really, is who we're dealing with there. Or, uh, yeah, I, I think even a lot of the people who claim to have no religion are more a lot more easygoing than even them, believe it or not. You know, they just say, oh, I'm just my own person. And they they tend to be more easier to relate with on a, on a social mm -hmm. level than the folks who are so hung up on this ideological toxicity that organized religion so often can be. Oh, Van the Man. I had a dream about him just the other night, seeing him pop up here the slideshow and uh, was going to ask you a little bit about uh, dream yoga and dream interpretation, your thoughts on the world of dreams and so forth. But we're going to have to save that either for the after show. If you do stick around, I know we talked about that in the pre-show. We'll leave that for behind the scenes. We don't like to put our guests 
on the spot if they haven't made up their minds and uh or or just some future you know say a return visit back in 2022 potentially but in the meantime very interesting is what psycho fire is saying burning sage at home to cleanse the energy around me so that is that's really far out man um go for it brother i wish i wish i had some here right now myself we have some incense and that's that's a similar type approach anytime you get the incense involved that, mm -hmm. it's uh it helps to put you in a more it, it, it's exactly the same yeah you know doing sage is a native american tradition you know but burning any kind of uh odiferous material you know that is always the intention is that, that it is going to clear the space moxibustion is what exactly that too yeah, yeah moxibustion so uh, the what was the last thing that we had? I know I said last about three or four times now, but there was <laughs> one. No, I think. Oh, I know what it was. It was dealing with yeah, Doctor uh, Charles Lieber and the. Oh dear God, for you and the listeners, if you haven't heard about this, gotta get it out there in conjunction with what I was talking about earlier. He's a former, now disgraced, uh, chair of the Harvard Biochemical Department. It just so happens, I don't know if you heard about the arrest or not. It took place last year. If you're not up to speed on things, I'll send you the links. You can look into it if you're so inclined. But he was arrested along with two Chinese spies, and there were said to be others within the vicinity who managed to kind of, uh, as the little bilge rats that they are, uh, you know, kind of slither off into the, fade out into the woodwork. Uh, but uh, the FBI picked uh, picked up and picked off these people. They, I, I, they sometimes do a good job, folks. Believe it or not, they really do. They, they but it's frustrating to see. Uh, he, they, the Chinese pair were caught with. They were working on smuggling twenty some odd vials of this exotic bioweapons grade um, material, organic material, or what have you. Exactly, I don't know how to you know qualify things. Back to of all places in China. Wuhan, you guessed it. Shocker. Yeah. And, and then the mainstream media responds. <laughs> they respond by saying, nothing to see here, folks. There's no connection to COVID or anything that's going on at Wuhan whatsoever, Jeffrey Epstein and the whole business. Then you look even deeper, further into things. And this only came to my attention uh, just a number of months ago. Je uh, did I say Jeffrey Epstein or Charles Lieber? I'm so, I sometimes get, I mean, it's all the same with the bad boys. Here's the thing, not so very nice Jewish men, unfortunately. There are some nice Jewish guys, yes, don't get me wrong. These folks, though, unfortunately not. Very bad boys. So, uh, Charles Lieber and uh, the patent, though, here's the kicker. What he had taken out a long time back, from what I understand, uh, it's this wireless nanotube. Wi-Fi or you know 5G uh, driven uh, weaponized COVID delivery system. I'll say that one more time. It's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, weaponized 5G fueled uh, wireless nanotube COVID delivery system. Well, it sounds like what we have now. So well, okay, and just, just I'll just add and before and let, let you have the final say on this one. But uh, 
when they when they first people started talking about oh 5G Wi-Fi it's it's uh it's giving people uh covid i uh I, I really, to me, I'm you know very skeptical. I'm a skeptical person. I don't immediately jump to con conclusions without proof, and and to me that was just pushing a little too far, a little too much out there. But with this now, this patent playing into the works, once the people have been vaccinated, that well, I mean, the vaccines go. have have been shown to have graphene oxide mm -hmm. in it, which is what they're saying is making some people. Uh, magnetic, you know, where they're right. putting the spoon on their shoulder or on their head. Um, you know, I yeah, and and I agree with you, you know, because a couple of years back, like when the whole COVID thing started, everyone was running around like 5G, 5G, and I really couldn't make the connection of what they were talking about. Um, you know, but then when they started coming out talking about the graphene oxide, which is metallic, and does resonate with vibration and frequency. You know, so there's been conversation about um, when they came out with the COVID vaccine in the first place, because it didn't go through phase three trials, they didn't really know what the dosing is or the dosing was to give you enough graphene oxide for the 5G. And this is again, you know, like yet another conspiracy theory. Um, but enough 5G or enough graphene oxide to give them the level of control via the graphene oxide. You know, and so they feared it was going to be two, but I'm like, oh, so is that why they want to do all these boosters until they can get you up to that amount that they need to? Mm -hmm. And your immunity system is totally non-existent your natural immunity do you know that they have changed that the both the definition supposedly and you can fact check this by all means don't don't take my word for it but webster's dictionary probably oxford as well too the cdc who world health organization they have all in true classic orwellian fashion i guess this is new speak now but the uh and uh, the classic uh, long-standing definition of herd immunity and vaccines they've all been turned on their head mm -hmm. 180 degrees mm -hmm. herd immunity yeah, no totally longer different. exists natural herd immunity in their eyes did no longer exist you need to get the vaccine for there to be herd immunity now but the vaccine doesn't keep you from getting the virus it only prevents bad situations happening to you. So it's more of a preventative where before any other vaccine, if you got a chickenpox vaccine, you didn't get the chickenpox. That was the point. You know, when this whole thing happened, I mean, because it never seemed to me that COVID was that bad, except for the really elderly and people that had comorbidities. Right. You know, and there is all the, you know, hubbub going on with sports teams and the NFL and, you know, whatever. And I suggested on Facebook, because somebody was posting something about football, that they take all of the football players and coaches and water bottle people and put them all in one room with somebody with COVID or a couple of people with COVID and they all could get COVID and be done. Just like you it's always would, been done. Yeah. You would think 
that I was like some Jack Kevorkian <laughs> wishing a death sentence on people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I remember me and my brother and sister going to the neighbor's house that we didn't really hang out with and playing with them because they had chicken pox. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's just what you did yeah. when there's no vaccine. You go, you get it, you get done with it. Yeah. What about smallpox? It's the same thing or, or that's a little different story? You know, you, I, I'm going to say smallpox is a different story because it's a different level of intensity. I, I mean, I think it's kind of like polio is a, yeah. you know, has a much more serious physical repercussion. A lot, to of, it. a lot of people talk about how polio even itself came about because of, believe it or not, vaccines caused the whole thing. So I, I'm not an expert in the field. I have to look into that. Uh, don't quote me uh, on, on this YouTube. I'm just proposing and putting out there as a potentiality. Hopefully that's not, uh, doesn't formally constitute medical misinformation. That's, uh, that's not, I'm not stating that as a definitive fact. So why is Congress exempt from jabs and postal workers and illegals? Good question. I have some friends who have totally bought into the whole thing. If it isn't on CNN, then it isn't true. And finally, here's Svetlana. Yes, thank you for dropping in here at the tail end of things, along with Pedates de Dios. We're up to 15 people altogether, so it's a great way to go out on a high with uh, Svetlana, uh, Savinkoff, and Pedates de Dios. That's our good friend, uh, Pirate Larry, who does sometimes join us on Tuesday nights as a co-host. He's based out of Los Angeles. Svetlana is Canadian herself. Uh, Svetlana's saying that she's liking the live video cameras lately. She falls asleep when there's only the slideshow and Jaffe's voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Petites de Dios claiming it's a synthesis between spirit and matter. So, I'm not sure if that's w what exactly within the context of ascension, rising to the next dimension, perhaps, or what, but it seems to be the case. So, there we go. Uh, that uh, that does it. You've, you've uh, really uh performed a yeoman's duty uh you know rising to the challenge and 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 then some so it's been a real pleasure and i must say honor as well too in all sincerity rita i really uh really appreciate your all the work that you've done over the years as with so many and just um you know just know that you deserve maybe more credit than what you're getting or what you've managed Thank to you. pick up to this point. So uh, encourage everyone out there listening to check out the web links, of course. Uh, I don't know if you want to run over them again or you prefer me to. I mean, my, my main site is soulhealer.com, S-O-U-L-H-E-A-L-E-R.com, soulhealer.com. And you can get to my other sites, you know, through that, you know, because they just kind of break down areas you know like i have medicalintuitives.com and it's more about health and healing um you know but you can get that to the health and healing portion through the soul healer site i mean before my site was huge huge and i um decided to break it up so that it was a little bit more you know mentally manageable 
How's that? Sounds good. I mean, you're the boss, I guess, right? So you call Always. the shots. You're the captain of it's your own. I'm not even that nice. Well, you're the captain of your own little pirate <laughs> ship, aren't you? So yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, enjoy being talking about how they're just dropping at the end. Been out in the garden. You'll have to go back and check out what we uh, recorded here over the past uh, nearly two hours now is what we're looking at. So we've we've overshot the mark here by quite a considerable margin. But uh, it's it's been it's been really a, a amazing conversation and the knowledge that both you know men and women of of rita's generation i'm a little younger than her myself i do believe uh, uh 52 I'll never tell. you're not good yeah but the thing is i just i look to because the elders it's all about transmission of information knowledge and not losing of course what we have had handed down to us now throughout the millennia we are looking back to the past standing on the shoulders of giants and that we celebrate uh, and, and not only celebrate, but stand for the values of righteousness and truth, even though we have these dark Kraken forces. I forgot to bring that term up this go around. Big media, big tech, big pharma uh, and, and so on, big government, uh, so on and so forth, of course, that are really weaponized, geared against us that we not go to our graves quietly so but at the same time pursue our lives in conjunction i would say with uh, between the use of skillful means on the one hand and practical wisdom i don't know dr rita if you'd like to sum things up in any further manner this is the last uh input we'll have from you and then ask you to just mute yourself out we queue up the outro though okay you know, I think that we, you know, obviously, this is kind of a little obvious, you know, we are in a period of extreme transition. And I think, you know, for people to survive through it, they really need to get clear with who they are, what they want, what they stand for, and hold true to that and stay that course. Because if you kind of go back and forth with what's going on internally and can't, if you have a clear set of values about who, who you are, you're going to be able to navigate these storms that are constantly being set upon us much easier than if you just sit there and are riding in the boat without an, a, a sail and are just flopping around in the water. You know, if you have a sail, you can go from point A to point B. If you don't, then you're just going to be adrift, and I feel like that would just be really detrimental to people's mental health. So I'm hoping people will take that as an action to, you know, really getting in tune with what they're about, you know, and move forward with that. Great analogies. Uh, thank you. I had you. to bring a boat thing in. You had to. That's. I mean, without that, you would not have been able to win access uh, and be able to board <laughs> the Robin Hood as we circle now back uh, into uh, Mystic Bay, uh, located along the the uh, shores of, of Skullport Harbor. 
So, and yes, it is, it's the Corona apocalypse folks that we are finding ourselves a part of. Uh, and apocalypse itself, the term from what I understand, really uh, try not to get too triggered by it all if you can, if you can help it. It first and foremost taken from the Greek simply means an unveiling or revealing. So what we're seeing right now from what I can tell is a lot of light coming to the fore and being shone, distributed right across the planet, really. And there's some people out there who don't really like that. They have a vested interest in maintaining a kind of a lid on things. And um, it's just with you our... You Jaffe, mm -hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get how they can't see. Well, if you've got something to hide, you might want to you know, you you clearly it's something you don't want the whole world to know about, right? And modern well, I mean, I can understand uh -huh. why they might want to hide it, but right. I can't understand how people can't see it. It seems so obvious to me. The 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 apocalypse. The crap. Right. Sure. The lies. Oh, the yeah. double speed. Well, identity. Identity politics, that's a big part of it. And the way they play the two sides off against the middle, I guess, as it's known. Democrats on the one side and Republicans on the other. Go at it, folks. Left, right, blue, uh, red, pick your color, pick your team, and ha you know, have at it. So people just get sucked into the stupidity, uh, all too many of us, unfortunately, when really the truth is beyond that. But uh, Hey, can I ask you a question? Okay, yeah, fly Since out. Since you're in Korea, yeah, and I'm just really curious. Sure, you know, so I know in I in uh, India, you know, they've really been going the ivermectin route and kind of blew off the vaccine. And I know in Japan, they have found um, contamination, which I think they found the graphene oxide and said, eh, nah, and are treating with ivermectin. And so what's going on in Korea? People, I think, are really, well, because they stay glued to their television sets. That's, it's a reality tunnel that they're stuck in, a Korean-based language reality tunnel. And, and, and uh, you know, Karl Marx was right about a few things. I don't know where you, uh, what you self-identify as politically, but he had a few good things to say, and he was correct in not only asking, who controls the means of economic reproduction, but also who controls the means of mental reproduction? That was a really mm -hmm. important question, something for people to think about. And right now we have what's known as the, these Chebar corporate conglomerates. Chebar is the Kraken. And it's, we're looking at Samsung, LG, SK, Hyundai, and, uh, you know, and a few others that don't quite come to mind right now now but they all and who owns the media these same people who uh, who's behind promotion of vaccines surprise surprise these same people who's paying off the politicians those same, same people. people yeah and and who you know so and so it goes and the people at the lowest levels essentially or mid-level the pyramids so many of them are just sucked in by the crap they're watching the, the brainwashing, basically, and a fear-based, uh, fear porn propaganda coming to them via their television sets, mainly. There's a lot of radio here as well, too. 
some, you know, there's some new newsprint, newspapers, magazines, a lot of internet and whatnot. There is some awareness, but it's unfortunately the level of consciousness right now is very limited. And most are running out getting either one or two doses of some form of vaccine, which I'd like to uh, get a clearer sense of exactly. I've got some contacts up in Seoul. Maybe I was just thinking about this the other day, trying to get to the bottom of, well, what actually are they making available here? Is it a higher, uh, the scheduling, I guess, as it's known from a technical standpoint, is it different than what people in the West are being subjected to or not? I know when it comes to their children, excuse me, folks, we have a couple uh, not too happy cats here on board that are having some. Uh, what, what's going? Okay, all right, there we go. Danny, you're free. You're fine. It's it's. I'm a little. What were they? What was going on there? But anyways, so uh, uh, now where was I with all this? The scheduling, yes, and with the children, it's you know believe it or not, it's actually apparently it's a lot less than what they are shooting kids up in the west with, which might. Uh, I mean. You know, they have it for, I think, 15 and up. And now they're pushing for 12 to 15. Mm. And there's also a push to start giving it to two-year-olds. Yes. At a lower dose. But that hasn't fully gone through, you know, because the babies die. Oops. <laughs> well, so many pregnant mothers too, just having a, having uh, miscarriages, from what I understand. They just had a whole campaign not that long ago, maybe a month ago, pushing pregnant women to go get the vaccine because it would protect them. That if they got COVID, that it would jeopardize their baby. Because of the inflammatory, respiratory, I don't know. They gave some excuse. And I'm like, yeah, but I thought there were some reports coming out that if women that got the vaccine that were pregnant were having miscarriages. So how can you go from, like, one extreme to the other within a few months? Well, there's unfortunately so much in the mainstream in particular news and things that it's being weaponized against us. Uh, I think there's a few of us out here who are kind of uh, hip to what's going on, more or less. We're, we're wary. We've got, uh, you know, our spidey senses are just not, you know, they're, they're tingling and certain things are just not sitting right. So, yeah, and we've been covering the whole issue for a couple of years now, and it's to the point where I'm feeling a little bit of burnout actually, and the sense of feeling overwhelmed too, quite frankly, mm -hmm. in many ways, mm -hmm. but uh, meditation is, is going all right. And and the, the uh, bleeding ulcers in the stomach, uh, thankfully have cleared up over time. And there's still some small issues, but we're working on taking care of things as far as diet mm. and so forth is concerned. Uh, so, but all I can do is wish the best to everyone else out there listening uh we're gonna head on out of here right now we'll be back next tuesday this coming tuesday night with the news of course and a whole lot more great content coming to you uh, via pirate radio podcasts flagship to the wider wprpn network over the the coming weeks and months thank you once again to our guest dr rita louise everyone who was out there 
listing tonight. Uh, WPRPN.com is the website. You'll want to drop by uh, Pirate1Radio at ProtonMail.com is our email. If you have any PayPal donations you'd like to send our way, we have a Teespring store in place. Uh, we accept support via Minds.com. We have our Patreon in place. I think, uh, you know, Dr. Rita, of course, she has her website uh, contact information here in the show description and of things. And as we discussed earlier, a whole um, number of, of great books for people to take a look at. And uh, all we can do really here is hope that she gets herself back in the game here before too long. <laughs> which uh well we'll see how it goes it's it's all and i know you'll know when the time is right of course uh mm -hmm. rita so you're definitely still in good form and highly Thank you. you know uh, highly capable of, of of putting some pretty decent quality content together so uh, having said that until we meet again on behalf of captain long john sinclair and all the rest of the crew down here in skullport harbor including our one or two very hungry cats, it sounds like right now. I'm your host, as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Remember, folks, keep your ear to the ground and uh, eyes to the sky. Tally-ho. I know. There we be, having carefully looked over each of our navigation panel instruments, checking every level, switch, dial, cable, knob, and pulley. By all accounts and indications, we indeed see it's time once again to drop anchor inside Mystic Bay, draw an end to yet another week of World Pirate Radio Live. Remember? If you're looking for a little more animated online action, keep in mind we've likely got yet another great free-flowing rogues gallery after show coming up for the next hour in one of our more premium exclusive and remote digital underground online pirate hideaways. Also, if you yourself have a new, novel, intriguing, or otherwise underreported idea, unique individual, or pressing item in mind, be sure to either drop us a line directly over on WPRPN.com or fire us a quick email via Pirate One Radio at ProtonMail.com. We're always open to exploring fresh creative suggestions, intriguing guest ideas, cutting-edge discussion topics, and captivating themes. Remember, WPRPN.com member site subdomain links are also always available. Great for artists, musicians, podcasters, bloggers, social media personalities, or pretty much just any old land lover looking to boost their online visibility, presence, and reach. Basic personal profile accounts can be launched for just $60 per year. Staking your claim now helps not only strengthen you and the network, we're also looking out for the little guy. That's right, folks. As much as half of all WPRPN's profits are redirected right 
back into the hands of the people who really need it most, community charity. After all, we are the Robin Hood. You can further embark on your own personal pirate journey by either liking, sharing, commenting on, subscribing to, or just following us via virtually any mainstream social media platform, including Twitter, Facebook, Gab, or Minds.com. So don't forget to become engaged until we meet again out on the high digital seas. I'm your host as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho.